Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Friday Show podcast, where we will be looking back, briefly I hope, at City's defeat at Anfield and forward to the small matter of possibly, and hopefully, winning the league this weekend. So, probably worth discussing briefly. I'm delighted to be joined by the one and only Sam Lee. Hello, hello. How you Tell doing? you what, I'm all right, I'm all right, mate, thank you. Uh, when you put it like that, the small matter of winning the league, you know, we've <laughs> talked about winning the league, for, you know, well, we've talked about this potential for winning it against United for months. We've yeah. talked about winning the league in the, you know, through the prism of the Liverpool game for ages. But when you actually put it like that, you know, it's it's, it's a fairly big deal, isn't it? Hey, it is, yeah. I mean, I don't care how much money or we have how much we spend, how much we're, you know, fated as possible Champions League, you know, joint favourites, as we have mm. been at some point in the last month or so. If we win the league in any season, I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, I literally can't ask for more. I mean, you can ask for more, but, but I, <laughs> I'm not going to you be unhappy with my lot in that, especially a city have not won anything in the previous two years. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it would be three in seven, is it? So... I mean, if City, rest of my life, won every other year, won the league, that would be astonishing. And I'm sure a United fan would accept that ratio. I'm sure Chelsea fan would, you know, a Liverpool fan, obviously, would just take one for now. So I just think the timing of it's a bit Good. weird. Nice but, dig. Nicely done. Yeah, I'm bitter, bitter blue. <laughs> uh, before we start, I've got an opening mm. question about Liverpool, but you, you're obviously there. As part of your job, uh, what was what was the evening like as a whole? <laughs> the evening was the evening as a whole was a, was a bit mad, you know. And look, uh, well, I said I, I said this with you elsewhere, didn't I, last week about the whole atmosphere thing, you know? Yeah, Liverpool fans have gone out of their way to blow it up to be bigger than it is, and City fans have gone out of their way to play it down and make it smaller than it is, you know. But the truth yeah. is, you know, that it was always going to be good, and you know, it would have it would have some role to play in the night and you know in the end I I couldn't tell you that it wasn't a good atmosphere and I couldn't tell you that I wasn't impressed it was you know it 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 was quite a sight to behold I went up I went up to the seats at about half seven and I think the the players were just going in from the warm-up but it wasn't even you know the goalkeepers come out separately yeah it was just Mignolet going in, as far as I could see, and the reaction just for Mignolet going in. Maybe they were delighted to see the back of him, but it was just—it <laughs> was just incredible the noise. And I mean, it—it it was, it was big. And then the game itself, you know, as much as you know, I, I wanted—I wanted City to win, and I still want them to go through, mainly just for the sake of my own career and enjoyment and having things to do. <laughs> but it was like bloody hell, like we don't. Well, at two nil, I was thinking if this was the type of game I was playing for City, I'd be asking the ref how long's left. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like we need to get into half time, and we've got more than twenty minutes yet. And about as I was thinking that they scored the third, it was like this is this is mad. Second half was basically just writing because you knew what was going to happen. The only thing that would have changed it with the nature of European football was an away goal, but it, you know it just never really looked like coming. I know there was the borderline offside, and it's a big, you know, that is a potentially big thing over the two legs but you know mm. over that you know on the whole the, you know the the handy stat of no shots on target it, it, it sums it up really do you, I mean my only question was do you think were City do you think City players were affected by the coach being attacked the atmosphere or was it tactical was it the wrong setup? was well, it I mean, just, just the occasion that they froze rather than because 
I, I yeah, I, I, as you said, we've made small of the. I mean, we're just yeah. As soon as the draw came out, absolutely sick of seeing you know all mm. about stuff some Liverpool fans were saying, and it wasn't to deny that an atmosphere can make a difference. I was just sick of hearing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, as we've said on the review pod uh, that we've already done, this was to be expected. These are big time players. Shouldn't they be absolutely fired up, or can you just not replicate having that crowd behind you? Yeah, you can't. You can't replicate that. And I think that's something that we said coming out of the game in January. You know, for all the work that City do under pressure, playing out from the back, you can't replicate a situation like that in any training session. Um, but to go to go back to your question, did, did the whole you know the the out of you know the outside football factors affect them? I I honestly don't think so because. I know Guardiola said this. I don't know if he was just putting a brave face in it or not. But to me, you know, City started the game well enough, you know, up until the goal. And I'm yeah. not I'm not doing the whole Guardiola thing of City were good, but you know, but in terms of whether the atmosphere and the bus thing affected them, those first ten minutes, City went and did the job that Guardiola wanted them to do. You know, they didn't look dangerous, but they weren't under threat. You know, the whole plan was obviously to have the ball. And they weren't probing for opportunities like City normally do when City go for a fast start. They were, yeah. you know, they were happy to knock it around the back and take the sting out of the game, and you know, just try and play the game at their own pace and not Liverpool's. So to that extent, they were playing their game plan for the first ten minutes. And you think if they were overawed by the occasion or the atmosphere or the bus attack and all that bus attack sounds dramatic, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Then I don't think they would have got that far. Um, the the biggest. The biggest, the single biggest turning point was, you know, conceding the goal on the break, and then the whole thing of Liverpool's pressing combined with the crowd and everything. It was exactly the same as January then, where that the whole occasion got too much for them then. But I don't think the biggest factor was the noise from the off or the or the bus thing. No, right. And we've discussed already the, the actual performance, but the part two, my opening question, just ask you as a a neutral as such, mm. are we obviously? Is, are we, you know, we're not used to losing. And when a result like this comes along, there's always a knee-jerk, possibly knee-jerk. This is kind of my question. Oh, Gundogan shit. So-and-so's yeah. not good enough. Uh, Laporta can't play left-back. But, yeah, we'll all say it was brilliant at the weekend. What do you, Are we overreacting to the significance of this defeat? Or is it having a problem with one team? <laughs> it's really good. To, you know, does it suggest problems in the future about this squad? Or did we just get ahead of ourselves of where this team is at at the moment because we're 16 points clear in the league. I don't I don't think I don't think so in terms of you know getting ahead of yourselves and then I would then bring myself into that maybe you know maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and I still think City are, are better than they are but you mentioned it there I think you know City have got a problem on the evidence of this season against one team and it's Liverpool and I think a lot of people like knew that heading into the game because of Klopp's record against Guardiola, and you know it's just a clash of of, of footballing styles. You know, yeah. um, you know for so long I'm, I'm trying to think of another big game clash that was one sided. You know, after Arsenal's period of success, you know once Vieira and Henri had left, every time United played Arsenal, you knew they would win because Arsenal had this kind of soft underbelly, and United just knew what to do. It's kind yeah. of like. Liverpool know exactly what to do against City. And they, I don't think Liverpool will win the league because there's too many games where they don't replicate those performances. And that's why there's such a big difference 
between the two teams in terms of points. But when they play each other, that gap that the points gap suggests is much narrower. And in fact, you could arguably say when they go head-to-head in those specific circumstances, Liverpool are the better team. And I just think that is a one-off. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think Gundogan's shit. Laporte should never play there. Gabriel Jesus isn't contributing. I think it's a problem with one specific team. And yeah, you know, maybe if City do somehow get through, maybe we'll see the similar problems against Barcelona or Real Madrid. But at no point did anybody think that, you know, this is as good as it's going to get under Guardiola. This is kind of, I don't know, on course maybe. And But I think a lot of people are still expecting them to be better. So I, I honestly think as much as last night, you know, was, was, you know, there were mistakes made by Guardiola and bad individual performances. It shouldn't undermine what has gone on elsewhere. And, you know, if you were to, in a normal season, you'd probably play Liverpool at Anfield once and City have played there. Yeah. They lost and they're still 18 points ahead of them. 16, 18, something like that. 18, yeah. I think. 18 points ahead of them with a game in hand as well, I think. So, it does, overall, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, they've got them in the Champions League. And maybe if City had played Barcelona or Real Madrid, they'd have, you know, they'd have found a different style and they'd have found, you know, a better way to to cope with it. I just, yeah, yeah I, I just kind of think it's a it's it's a Liverpool thing for now. I mean, if if we see it against Barcelona or Madrid, then fine. But I think it's a, it's a Liverpool thing. They were they're very good in these specific matches and specifically against City. But why why do you think they? Why would Liverpool not do that every week? Well, I, I mean, don't know. Can I just put in and say a theory? A theory on you know, it's been passed around. Uh, Liverpool struggle when they have the ball more yeah. than the opposition, and City oh, yeah. aren't going to do that. And do you think Cardiola just should compromise sometimes? He's won four out of twenty-five away games, I think, knockout stages of the Champions League. Yeah, it's not a great There's record. A bit of a theme developing here. Uh, now, obviously, the knockout. Are difficult generally, and you know you could draw quite a few of them and win at home, and it's not a problem. You know, expected to win everyone, but that is pretty poor. And I presume mm. Basel is included in that list. Is should he be compromising more? Should we have given the ball to them? Because what could we have done on the counter attack? Yeah. You know? Well, the thing is, I tweeted a bit about this today, and I mean, one part of it is I'm going to try not to be too convoluted about this, but one part of it is. You know, Guardiola, in a way, did change his approach. Um, you know, he, he went yeah. for the extra man in Gundogan, and it, it just didn't work. The other side of it is, should he change his approach wholesale? And, yeah, you because you're right. If you give Liverpool the ball and deny them the opportunity to win it 30 yards out and deny them the opportunity to counter-attack, they're going to have problems, which is, again, what I mentioned about them not winning the league because they have that problem too many times in the season. And they're not going to overcome that unless Klopp finds a different way to change as well. But Guardiola's not going to do that. And the thing is, it goes back to the whole argument, which I've put on Twitter today, of people expecting or hoping or just saying that Guardiola should you know, change, be a bit more pragmatic in inverted commas, be a bit more like Mourinho or Simeone or whoever, you know. But, I mean, it's all well and good saying that. But, I mean, is, is that physically possible? It's, it's a completely different style of football and it seems yeah. that it's only Guardiola whoever gets asked you know that fair enough people say Mourinho should be more attacking but it's a very it's very vague and you know we can see with United and Mourinho teams in general they can attack when they just when they're not told to be very defensive but what Mourinho is best good at is being very defensive you know and organizing a defensive team when he lets them attack they're fine but kind of uh, and this 
will sound harsh, but sorry, only City fans are listening, so you know what I mean. <laughs> They're essentially flat track bullies, you know, and again, that's why they've not won the league because whenever United have come up generally against a, a good, well organised side or a decent side or a you know, top six rival, not mm. always had the best results because you can't just tell a team like Mourinho does, you know, just to just to get on with it, basically, which is why, you know, they've had problems with Sevilla. So nobody would say, and nobody says this about Mourinho with the points difference and their poor performances. Nobody says, oh, we should try positional play. Yeah. It's, it's only Guardiola that should seemingly have to, cha- have to change completely and play defensive football, the kind, of, the kind of heroic underdog away performance that everybody in England so, so cherishes, you know, of just putting 10 men behind the ball and last-ditch blocks and great goalkeeping performances. You know, I, 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 I kind of think that I mean, we can say this as much as we like, that it's what should happen, but I, I really don't think it's realistic. And this isn't just a Guardiola thing, you know, on Twitter earlier, I mentioned Klopp, you know. Yeah. What should Klopp do to to combat other teams who, yeah. let, us, to let Liverpool have the ball? It's like, but he's not going to learn a new way of coaching. He's very good at coaching what he, what he does, and it just so happens that that's very good against City. But against other teams, it's not so useful. But what's he going to do? You know, it's very difficult for managers to learn a completely new way of playing. Just you know, for yeah. for for one game, you need to you know he he coaches those players, both Klopp and Guardiola and Mourinho and every other manager. They coach their players in their specific way of playing every day. City are so good now because they've had the best part of two seasons training under Guardiola, and they know exactly what he wants. You can't then change three or four days, seven days max before a big game, and go. We're going to try something completely different. You know, it's not realistic. And yeah. also, you haven't got the players to play that. You know, people have been saying all season City can't defend. And now all of a sudden they're saying they should put 10 men behind the ball and defend. They can't have it both ways. It was the same at Monaco last year. We knew how bad City's defence was last year, but people were saying they should have just parked the bus. So I thought they didn't have the players to do it. Same as Liverpool. They've got players very specific to Klopp's method. You can't just expect them to change it up all of a sudden for, for a different game, you know. Not every manager is going to tick all the boxes. And I think it's a bit mad that Guardiola is a manager who ticks more boxes than most, beating every team this season in the Premier League, every team, only the third team to ever do that, only, only really had problems against Liverpool. He's found a solution nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100. But whenever it comes to these big games, it's, there's just a demand for him to be even better. And it's like, I, I just, it's easy to say he should do this, or other managers in general should do this, but I don't actually think it's realistic. So, what do you... I mean, has City got any chance of going through in this second leg? Yes. Yeah, I mean... I mean, strictly mathematically, yes, obviously. Um, (laughs) But but specifically, you know, with City, as I said, last night, they didn't so obviously go out on the attack straight away. They just wanted to... uh, just to control the, the game and keep the ball and, you know, take the sting out of it. But the flip side is we've seen plenty of times this season, particularly in the last few weeks, Stoke and particularly Everton, when City actually feel like they need an early goal and a fast start, they just do it. Yeah. And I think if they actually turn up, you know, I've heard, I think, you know, the talk around the training ground today and all that is, or at least around the coaching staff, is, you know, trying to drum into the players that they've had so many big wins this season, so many fast starts. And if they go into the game thinking, we need a fast start, we need an early goal, 
that's why I think it's especially possible for City, not just mathematically possible or physically yeah. possible. I think it's especially possible for City because they can generally score an early goal on demand. And then if you do, you know, if, they, if they're one nil up within 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, it's anyone's guess then. Because while 4-1 you know, wouldn't even be enough, but you think 3 nil is, is doable and that would be extra time. So I do think City have got a chance to do it. And I think, you know, they've got it in them and they've got all the capabilities and all that. But, I mean, just the fact that one Liverpool away goal would make it so much harder. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, City, they definitely, definitely are capable of doing it. But I'd still say there's probably about a 25% chance. One final question that I'm going to spring on you. Mm. (laughs) I mean, it looks like the other three, whoever goes through will face either Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah. Do you think Liverpool could do that to them in a home tie, what they did last night? Or was, are those three still the royalty of European football and just that little bit cuter? No, I think they could. Um, I think maybe the difference would be... Um, and this is and this is strange why City couldn't do it in the second half. But I think the difference would be... I think Liverpool could do that over a 20-minute, 30-minute spell to any team. Um, but, I mean, maybe Barcelona then in the second half when given the ball when Liverpool physically haven't got that energy in them you know Messi gets hold of the ball and he starts pulling the strings and you know in the last 10 minutes yesterday there was a bit of nerves around Anfield because they knew an away yeah. goal they wouldn't be knackered but 3-1 you'd think City are going through it so there was a bit of nerves and you can imagine that if Messi's got the ball and not so much Ronaldo because you know he doesn't do so much outside the box anymore but you know if Cruz, Modric, Isco are pulling the strings mm. and they're just knocking the door down and knocking the door down and knocking the door down where I'd probably back um, those clubs or Bayern Munich to, to probably do better than City is when they've got the ball is, is to actually make it count and get an away goal so I think Liverpool can do that but I would back those other teams to probably handle it better than City did yesterday mm. in the second half Okay, well, I think I think I've had enough of talking about <laughs> uh, the game at Anfield. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's go on. Let's look ahead because let's face it, almost immediately there's another big game, and which I've been trumpeting all week is the biggest one. Uh, but it was kind of by tarnished somewhat. If we'd just gone out, played an amazing game against Liverpool, and gone out two one, and then drawn the second, I'd be fine with that. But it's the way we lost that's kind of rankled quite a lot, I think, with a lot of people. Uh, I'll just yeah, say, yeah. is this is this game just really bad timing though for City because it's barely been mentioned really because of all the coverage about since the draw of the Champions League, has it somehow become has it been moved a possible league title decider for City to the sidelines? Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, no, it has. I think I think I think we had similar conversations when the draw was made. Um and yeah, given given the events of what happened last night, it's it's even more so because now we've got the kind of thing of is Guardiola going to be even more convinced to rest his players and go for it against Liverpool? Or is he gonna is he gonna think, right, we really need a result here? But yeah, it's it's definitely definitely bad timing. Um and I haven't really got too much to add other than what I think we've, we've said on previous podcasts about the fact that, yeah, the Liverpool game, either side of it, has just been an absolute nightmare, really. It's not, it's, it's not suited anybody. And, yeah, for so long, City fans were building up to this. You know, it's been three months now of people doing the sums and going, oh, if we do this and if you're not, I do that, we can win it in the derby. And now, you know, it's come around. And yeah. it's, 
it's a bit of a weird one, but I kind of think, in a way, given how bad everything went at Anfield, I think the importance is now back on it because it's like, could we really need to do this? Because just, you know, it doesn't really bear thinking about not beating United and going out of the Champions League in the same week in these circumstances. It would be terrible. So I, I think, I think in a way, what's actually happened at Anfield has put a bit more importance on, on the game against United, which is probably how it should have been all along. Yeah. It, I've heard a few City fans say this. If City did hypothetically limp out on Tuesday, you know, mm. not go close to overturning that deficit, does that tarnish this season for City? I mean, my opinion is absolutely not. We won the league no. and won the cup. But do you think it just takes the edge off it? Well, if, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot myself, and I, I'm with you. For me, it doesn't. You know, for me, you can't. You, you. I don't think anything could happen now unless City actually didn't win the league. You know, to to take anything away from what City have done because they've been fantastic. And again, you know, my view on it is. There's a very specific style clash against Liverpool, and that's why they're in the position they're in. I don't think you can you can take away from what City have done this season. Uh, but generally, it's kind of like once you get to that point of having to remind yourself how good things are, and when you even have to ask the question, does it tarnish thing? It's it's almost kind of too late. It's almost like it already has been yeah. tarnished. And if, if you you know if City fans are having to remind themselves of how good they've been after one result, it's kind of like it's it's already kind of tarnished in a bit and if you know if some people are going to ask that question then it becomes a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy but but no I mean for me personally no because you know yeah. the City team is still excellent and anybody you know if I write an article over the next few days if City were in the league and I write an article saying how brilliant they've been this season and one person replies to me saying oh they can't beat Liverpool I, you know I'll, I'll just tell them how irrelevant that is really to the, you know not in the grand scheme of things and if it's the same a year down the line then fine but for mm. now what City have done this season has been fantastic and you know unless they completely bottle it and don't win the title now then nothing is going to change that whether they win it against United or against Spurs or against Swansea yeah uh, I think people are taking in a bit even though everyone said no we're not going to do it and Pep said it that quadruple talk it just opened up for a bit I think Wigan in a way is just as frustrated as losing 3-0 to, to Liverpool yeah, yeah. because the Wigan game came at a time when the league was won pretty, it was pretty much won anyway uh, obviously we're very close to it now but we were 15 points ahead then as well uh, and I think we had a gap after that game and we didn't really need to rest players and obviously I think we only had just the final in the League Cup to come we could have taken on the burden of that FA Cup game. Yeah. And then that quadruple talk, which was still, you know, we were joint favourites for the Champions League at the time. We could have got Seville or Roma, you know, and it just looked, I think, I think that along with Liverpool is what people will look at and say, well, it could have been, it could have been not just a great season, it could have been something special. But every season has that potential. And yeah. as I've said before, winning the league and a domestic cup is still a good season to me. Uh, I guess the special season will just have to wait. Uh, not that I'm throwing, waving the white flag for the Champions League just yet. Uh, but can I ask you, as a United fan, or as mm. a non-City fan anyway, I was talking to my United supporting friend on the phone, and I, he would say this anyway, but he says it's not a big deal to him if, if City win on Saturday. But from the other side of the fence, is it? Do you think it is devastating for a United fan if City won the league against them, 
or is the fact that well they're going to win it at some point just reduce the significance somewhat? You know what I mean. I I, I, can't, I can't really give you the answer from the other side of the fence because you know as I've, I said actually as I said on this podcast a long time before the title was actually decided. I think it's probably October November. You know, I did say I hope City win the league this year because I just can't. I don't want to live in a world where people are justifying Mourinho's nil-nil draw at Anfield yeah. as a great result. And fucking lo and behold, they have been today on Twitter. Yeah. Some of the usual suspects. So I'm still living in that world, unfortunately. But I mean, I can only kind of because I don't really, you know, think about City and how they play and just the Premier League title race and the rivalry between United and City now as a United fan. You know, I think about it as. A journalist, really. So, yeah. um, I can only really give you the, the United perspective from what I would imagine. But I would imagine that it's terrible to see City, a club you eight, you know, absolutely smash the league. And it's going to be even worse because there is a chance that not only are they going to win it by a massive margin when at the start of the season, you know, if you'd ask. If you're asking the pundits at the start of the season, it was pretty much 50-50 between City and United. As yeah. it's gone on, it, City have absolutely ran away with it. And that fact is going to be rammed home, potentially, on Saturday against United. So that is what I would assume, the United point of view. I wouldn't think... I mean, maybe some would be like, oh, well, they're going to win it anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I would imagine that it, it would be, you know, as much of a dream situation as it would be for City to win it, Yeah, it will be a nightmare situation, I would imagine, for United to have the title confirmed against them. And I think, you know, I've seen a lot of United fans who I think are back in the wrong horse, you know, making arguments for Mourinho and defending Mourinho and going, oh, well, you know, Sevilla are quite good, you know, in all this bollocks. And I just think some of them, well, I think by the end of Mourinho's time and the end of Guardiola's time, they will come round. But again, I just think if they're sat in the away end at the Etihad on Saturday, they are just going to be thinking... Christ, I wish we had Guardiola. You know, I think that'll be yeah. the the overriding feeling kind of thing. So yeah, I think yeah, from the United point of view, I'd say it must be it must be terrible really to 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 face up to this prospect of what could happen on Saturday. They won't be thinking, I wish we had Klopp. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know, I've thought that though. You know, kind of as as the United fan kind of thing. You know, I have I have thought that this season, and uh, you know, what? I think uh, not just because of last night. Well, not not because of last night. I, I'd, I'd rather have Klopp than Mourinho anyway, but I suppose that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy to do it with you if you want. Sometime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. When Liverpool win the Champions League, we can do it. Now, you did a... Uh, let us talk about how Pep's going to approach this game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll ignore Jesus. that last comment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, you obviously wrote an article last week, uh, and I said on the uh, review, I hope it's rubbish. It didn't <laughs> yeah. mean... I didn't mean... No, no. I hope your story's inaccurate. I meant, I hope he's changed his mind. <laughs> Do you yeah. think... Uh, basically, your article is that he will arrest three key players or four... I don't know, he arrests some key players. Yeah, I knew three specific ones. I wasn't out. sure if there was any money than, any more yeah. than that, but yeah. Uh, Do you think he's changed his mind after a 3-0 defeat? This is it now. I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, at this point, I'm guessing, you know, I haven't... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find out from the same sources, you know, as as Sunday, Monday, um, if he has changed his mind. But this is this is the whole thing. And again, I've, I've I've put this on on Twitter today. So, you know, the whole premise of the article the other day was that Guardiola, as much as you know, you know, he says if they don't beat United, they've got another six opportunities to do it. Uh, and he's you know, cold hard facts. He's right. 
um, and that he wants this, everything to be focused on the second leg against Liverpool because he's desperate to go through. So in a way, having lost 3-0, you'd think he'd be even more desperate to rest players for Liverpool and you have them fresh so they can come back. But at the same time, I just wonder if the result is that bad. And I wonder if he feels the need for a, a pick-me-up, you know, for, yeah. for definitely, definitely for the fans and maybe for the players as well. And yeah, I mean, th- this is the issue now, you know. I, I don't know yet, and hopefully I'll find out. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But this is the issue now. It's whether he's changed his mind or not. And personally, what I'd do, you know, normally I'd go along with whatever Guardiola says. You know, last night, yeah, he made the mistake, and I've we've talked about that. But generally, you know, if he if he does something, fine, crack on. But if he were to play a weakened team against United, I I, I wouldn't agree with that either. Um, I know a lot of City fans don't, and the majority don't. But I, I I wouldn't think it would be the right thing to do. Actually, I think I think you need to get everybody back on side, really. And maybe he won't. Maybe he just thinks, look, what we've done is. You know, speaks for itself and the players still believe in themselves and all that but mm. I just kind of think the whole perception and you know the, the mood I just think beat United and then if you look if you go out of the Champions League it's not the end of the world but if if you don't do either if you don't beat United and, and go out of the Champions League as well you know that that is a bad week and you're talking about tarnishing the season I think it kind of would as much as City have been excellent this season I genuinely enjoy watching them play and you know love what yeah. they're doing that kind of week Maybe in the long run, people wouldn't look back and remember that, but it, yeah. it would sting, wouldn't it? It'd be a bit bit of that. Yeah, I mean, with time, you get more reflective and say we won two titles, uh, two yeah. trophies, and you start afresh every season anyway, don't you? And just with fresh hope. But yeah, it would it would make for a bad week considering where we were at the beginning of the week and what could have happened if they don't do it. And I just think that, as I said in the review pod. I think if you want to fire the players up for Tuesday, and yeah, surely exactly. winning the league best against United is the best way to do that. Yeah. Not, not resting them. And, you know, with words, I think, what better way than this? Uh, so it would be madness for me for, for him to put the weakened team out. But I guess we will see. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, if you do find out anything, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, if I, if I do find out that he's changed be. the approach or whatever, or if, if he hasn't, then, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll make it known. Yeah, and that similar sort of question. City actually have not scored at home to United since 2014, bizarrely. Mm. So that's 0-0, 0-1, 0-0. I think Rashford's the only person to score in the last three home derbies. Yeah. Uh, Do you see this being that sort of cagey game again? Or do you think, how's Mourinho going to approach this? Bus parking... More offensive? Will he change? You know, will he be more offensive? Thinking, yeah. trying to get into City's minds after that three 0 defeat, or do you think he's going to again just try and, yeah, you know, protect protect the goal first before anything else? Yeah, well, it goes back to the whole um, managers changing their style kind of thing. But with Mourinho, it's it's even more so, isn't it? It's you know, it really is a case of a leopard doesn't change its spots. And yeah. we've seen we've had this debate ahead of every big game that Mourinho's ever had. Will he be more expansive in this game? No, of course he won't. Yeah. But I mean, I can't really blame him in a way because in the same way I defend Guardiola for sticking to his style and the style he knows, for better or worse, this is the style Mourinho knows. You know, this is his approach to big games. This is what he does. So it's not great to watch. I'm sure United fans would want it to be better, but 
I don't think he's going to change the approach now. I think he's going to try and spoil the game as as he, as he normally does. Really, um, you know, he'll probably look for the counter attack as he as he often does against City, but he's he's not really had a chance to make it work. Um, I'm expecting more of the same from United. I still kind of expect City to win unless they make massive changes. And I'm talking like Gundo and Bernardo and Foden in midfield or Torre yeah. and, you know, whatever. Um, because in the same way, there's a clash of styles between Liverpool and City. You know, I think there's a kind of clash of styles with City and United as well. And City are just better. You know, the be- better players, better equipped to deal with them. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm kind of expecting from it. Um, what, what, was your, what was the other part of that question? The, I think that was... No, that was pretty much much it, really. How he would approach it, and do you think the game will be cagey? Well, that kind of oh, that ties into it. how Mourinho approaches it. Yeah. Oh, the the other thing was the City's record of not scoring goals. Yeah. Against, you know, which is odd, but yeah. But one was one was the end yeah, of Pellegrini. Exactly. Era. Exactly. That's what I was uh, one say. was. I think it was pretty late last season. One. Yeah, it was well, late. Was nothing, like the, no, there was nothing riding on it. Really, the game was up. And I think City. I think City didn't need to win that game. I think a draw kept them ahead. Yeah, I think United, United. was so far. I think United was so far down it by that point. You know, kind of resigned to, to sixth and yeah. going for the Europa League. It was it was a it was a non-event really. And, but this is what I was going to do. I was kind of going to separate it up into yeah, this was the Pellegrini era and this was Guardiola and it was a one-off game. But I'm very conscious that I did that about Anfield and January <laughs> yeah. being a one-off game. But now there's been another one, so I'm a bit wary that maybe there is something in it. But like we talked about Everton being a bogey team the other week. They weren't in the end, and I, I, I'd expect City to certainly score against United and yeah, probably win. Yeah, uh, well, the, the side question I was going to ask was because you know, a United fan suggested to me, but this was prior to the first leg. Could you see United being extra physical with City not being up for the fight because of that second leg? Or yeah, well, I mean that kind of ties into it because. Cuts. Because, yeah, and, and normally, you know, you think the way City played against Everton in the second half, you know, they were playing, but they weren't getting involved. You know, they weren't getting stuck in. Yeah. Um, and you'd think maybe there'd be a bit of that. You know, if Guardiola does end up playing his strongest team, he's going to have to say, kind of forget about Liverpool and we'll take care of it afterwards. And they're going to have to approach it how they normally would, not pull out of any tackles, not half arse it, basically. So, um, I mean, it could be a factor, but I think that pretty much depends on City's approach. And you know what? If United were going to play that way, they'd have done it already as well. It's not really troubled City too much in meetings between Guardiola's City and Mourinho's United. So uh, it, it may be a factor, but again, I'd I'd be more worried about City's own approach than anything else. Yeah. Uh, not much more to say because, yeah, I think, I think it'll be a cagey affair. Yeah, defensive. I don't think... <laughs> it's going to be uh, quite as exciting as you know the Liverpool City games were, we'd expect. Uh, but just were you in the? Did you see any of the City players after the Liverpool game? Or? No, I didn't go in the mix zone afterwards. To be oh, honest, yeah. I thought it'd be a bit of a waste of time. But I had I had other work to do. But it wasn't a waste of time in the end. A lot of people did did speak surprisingly. Yeah, uh, what have you heard? I mean, I know it's speculation. You can't possibly get inside their heads. But what do you think City plays with? their mentality going into this game. Do you think they'll be up for it? Or? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking I'm just thinking of them as human beings like the rest of us. And, may, you know, I might be wrong there because I think we've been in this situation before after Wigan and we thought, oh, they got Arsenal next. What if they lose that in the cup final? Then they got Arsenal yeah. again. What if they lose that? And then Chelsea. And then they just turned up and it's not, 
it's not been a problem. Like when they lost to Liverpool in January, it was oh, what about Newcastle? And they just carried on winning. It, you know, yeah. every time they've had a setback, they've carried on winning. So if it were me, I'd probably be thinking the same. Going, I'd, I, if you know, I'd maybe have some doubts, or if I were a player, I'd maybe be thinking, oh, I'm not gonna. Well, I don't know. It's not ideal time in this, but the actual evidence suggests otherwise, and the actual evidence suggests that they're made of stronger stuff than you know your average bloke on the street and you know they've got stronger mentalities and they'll they'll be able to bounce back so yeah I've, going by the evidence of this season I, I would imagine that you know they're just gonna they're gonna get straight back on the horse as it were and it's yeah from the sounds of it around the training ground Guardiola and the coach and Stafford you know trying to remind them that you know they've done great things this season and scored a lot of goals so yeah I, I mean I, I guess mentality wise they'll they'll be fine is that a meeting they've had today, or just what he's I'm, I'm, training I'm, ground? I'm not sure if it's a specific meeting or not. I've just I've just had a quick message saying um, that you know that's that's a talk around the training ground now. I'm not sure if they've been in for training. I, I presume they would have I had a meeting, have, and, yeah. that, and that's what and that's what it was. So yeah, um, I'm yeah I'm not sure the exact specifics, but apparently that is that's all the talk around the camp for the next few days. Just which is good, really a good way yeah. to galvanise everyone. Yeah, I mean the only caveat to it, I agree with what you say. Uh, they do move on quickly. Uh, and they do live in a bubble in a way. I don't think they they don't <laughs> feel it like the fans. Do. Obviously, they will feel it because they're the ones on the pitch. So yeah. it does mean a lot, but they don't think like us fans do, uh, and they get a chance to put it right that we can't do. You know, we have to wait just four years. But the only caveat I would say is that the defeat to Liverpool feels in the Champions League feels bigger than the other defeats that they've bounced back from. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger game. The game. The there's more world. on it. Yeah, there's more on it. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not sure how seriously they took the FA Cup. Uh, no, I think they were riled by <laughs> by having a red card during yeah. that match. Uh, yeah, right. Well, what can I say? <laughs> it'll be good to get. It'll be good to move on uh, to another. Yeah, another it's just going to be these conversations on loop for 48 hours, and then we'll have the same conversations for 72 hours ahead of the Liverpool game, and then. Yeah, we'll take stock and see yeah. what's happened and see if City season's still good or it's all been terrible. We'll have to find yeah. out next week. Indeed. But as you say, it would be great to make history, for me at least. Dare I ask you a final question, a score prediction? What, what do you think the final score will be? 2 0, City. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. I've got to go for 1 0. Yeah, maybe 1 0. Maybe, maybe Aguero doing it again last minute. Yeah. That'd be okay. good, wouldn't it? I'd like to see that actually. Right, I'm getting up. nervous now. I've forgotten about Liverpool. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Well, it's probably for the best. It probably is. Yeah. Right, Sam. Thank you very much. No problem, uh, for mate. Appearing on the pod. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, we'll be back, of course, with a review of the United match, preview of the Liverpool match, reviews, and a lot, lot more besides next week. So, until then, goodbye. <laughs>